0: The most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 11.06 a.m. every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB.
1: We are America, one voice united we We want
0: something real. We want something exciting. 999! Nine, nine, nine for the greatness of the United States of America. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us, because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts. We want you to be informed and inspired. Thank you for joining us for this Better America Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Kane and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree.
1: Hello, Jamie. Good morning, Herman. I'm just uh, uh, wondering what you were doing at 3.08 this morning if you were flying that drone over the south grounds of the White House today. Nope. I was sound asleep, so you can't Evidently, blame that one on me. From what we were told, <laughs> a, uh, a uniformed officer of the Secret Service who was out on the grounds yeah. doing the usual overnight patrols, All of a sudden heard something and then looked up and saw a four-propeller drone, also known as a quadcopter, flying overhead at a low altitude. And then it ultimately went down and crashed on the southeast side of the White House complex. We haven't been told exactly where, but if, you're, if you've are if you been to Washington, D.C., and you've uh, been over to the White House, the area ar- around the White House is sort of, you know, the complex itself includes not only the White House, but also right next to it is the Treasury Department and the old Executive Office building. So if it's on the southeast side, that would tell me that it, it crashed over towards the, the there's a there's a security area over there that's not too far from the Treasury Department building. So yeah, I know where that is. Yeah, and sometimes they bring if you're there for a for an event or tour groups sometimes come in on that side. It just <clears throat> sort of depends. It's right near the uh, the South Lawn and the ellipse. So uh, they don't know right now whose drone it is. I'm sure that person is um, a little nervous today listening to the news on the radio and TV. Uh, yeah, uh, or what the person was up to. I mean, look. You don't have to have too sinister of a mind to think of how you can use drones in a very bad way uh, to go after government buildings, etc. And, you know, I don't know what the the answer is going to be in terms of, I mean, somebody sent me a note today and said, well, this is a massive Secret Service failure. They can't defend the White House. And I thought, well, what are you going to do, put up a giant net up in the air? I mean, it's just, you know, think about it. There's not much way to defend against a drone. Uh, look, it was 21 years ago. We had a plane fly into the White House. People yeah. probably have forgotten that that happened. There was a small plane that crashed into the White House, killing the pilot. Into the White House? Yeah. yeah. 1994, if I, I remember correctly. I didn't remember that one. And so, well, uh, Google it. Everybody can look it up real quick and go back and look at it. You know, um, So, it, it does raise questions. Certainly, with an event like the Super Bowl coming, you think about how there have been reports of drones over major stadiums for right. college football games and more. I know we've had some reports of drones around the National Monuments here in D.C. and up by the Capitol. In fact, I I read one thing where they they found some guy up in a tree near the Capitol. What are you doing up there? Oh, his drone had gotten lodged up there, and he was trying to uh, sort of quietly climb up the tree to go retrieve it. The police weren't too uh, uh, impressed with that. So as of now, no arrests or anything, but the investigation continuing by the Secret Service. And of course, there was no threat, even if there was something On board that drone that we haven't been told about. There was no actual threat to the President and First Lady because they weren't at the White House last night. They're over in India, uh, the President, on a trip there. Aren't there some restrictions with with respect to planes flying
0: near the Pentagon and the White House? Oh, yeah. There's there's
1: restrictions on planes. There's
0: also restrictions
1: on drones. So all that stuff is already
0: there. But
1: somebody just broke the restrictions. Yeah. Yeah. And. You know, I mean, uh, we've uh, certainly every once in a while you have a, a plane that bumbles into the airspace around D.C. and they scramble the jets to go up and get it. And so the same kind of thing. I mean, you know, the drone is not very big. I mean, this thing is not even two feet in diameter. It's got four little propellers. If you've never seen them, just look them up. I mean, they've become very popular. A lot of people, a lot of regular average people buying them and using them. And so it does make you wonder, in terms of security on a whole host of uh, of things, not only here in D.C., but elsewhere as well. So, that's I'm glad a,
0: we didn't scramble a fighter jet to go shoot down a drone. <laughs>
1: yeah, well, I'm not sure that would happen, but, <laughs> you know, and, and these drones are a little different than, you know, we talk about the drones that are used uh, overseas by the U.S. military for strikes against oh, uh, yeah. terrorists and more. Those are much larger. I mean, they're like mini planes, almost, the Predator drone and more, but these are very, very small. I mean, if you just hold your hands apart and think of two feet, yeah. you know, it's not very big and the four little propellers. Uh, I would say that uh, it wouldn't surprise me if some members of Congress sort of look at this and say, eh, you know, how, how, how can we regulate these things? One would think they're going to be able to figure out who made this. and pretty quickly figure out where it was purchased from and and work their way back. And I I would think that with the Secret Service on it, they'd be able to figure out exactly who bought this and when.
0: You mentioned India, the president in India, and Mm -hmm. I had a caller today make the claim that the president was going to close or cement some deals with the Indian government relative to making some sort of uh, nuclear components or something back in the United States. Have you heard anything about that?
1: Um, I let's see. There was a story I read earlier today about uh, that the possibility to um, to uh, un, uh, to put together tra- trade deals, maybe uh, yeah. dealing with uh, nuclear things and deepen our defense ties. I, yes. You know, the nuclear issue with India is a bit tricky because of the nuclear issue with their next door neighbors, the Pakistanis as well. So uh, I think at a news conference today, if I read correctly earlier, there was a story about it that the president had talked about it. So you know, it, it's it's uh, I don't think it's anything nefarious or anything like that. It sounds more like trade than anything else, but I don't know a lot about it off the top of my head. Now,
0: don't most trade deals... Have to be confirmed by the Senate?
1: No, no. They don't? No, almost none of them have to be confirmed by the Senate. You're talking, what needs to be confirmed by the Senate would be treaties. Treaties. But trade agreements between two nations, pretty much, other than oversight by the Congress, don't ever get a vote in the Congress. It's only when you come up with something that has to uh, change some things, like the North American Free Trade Agreement between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Yeah. uh, or, Or, for example, the President last week asked for for uh, trade uh, promotion authority, which would basically fast-track these agreements so he can do things and get it done quickly, but for the most part, trade deals do not go through the Congress. Well, why
0: did he need to ask for more authority?
1: I think because it's, uh, they, the Congress grants him authority to be able to do stuff, but they don't, uh, they don't actually pass bills agreeing or agree to those agreements. They give him the authority to conduct that tra- those trade deals. Interesting. Uh, what's going on relative to the Keystone pipeline in the Senate? Uh, they hope to finish that bill this week. Remember uh, they, uh, they, uh, things got uh, sort of testy last Thursday night between Democrats and Republicans to the point where uh, the Senate, re- uh, Senate Majority Leader, Mitch McConnell, wouldn't even let Democrats speak for one minute in favor of their amendments. I doubt uh, you know Things have cooled a little since then, but we've got a few parliamentary votes to get through this week, and I would think by the end of the week the Senate will be poised to approve that pipeline bill, but of course it still faces a veto threat. The re- real excitement might be in the House of Representatives this week, Herman, where you've got uh, the, the House trying to push ahead with the Republican plan on border security. But just like last week with the situation involving the abortion bill that had to be shelved because of an internal uh, rebellion from some Republicans... I don't think it's a gimme right now that this uh, limited border security bill goes through the House this week, because there are a number of Republicans who would like to see a, a very wide-ranging move on immigra- related immigration, illegal immigration. What's interesting is a couple, you know, a couple months ago it was don't do a wide-ranging bill. Now, when Republican leaders bring up a more limited plan just on border security, you have some Republicans saying, "Yeah, but you, you're not doing anything about uh, immigrants possibly getting government benefits and welfare. You're not doing any." thing about the administration 's uh, policy of catching someone and then releasing them before deporting them you know and, and the problem there is you've got, you would then have to get a multiple uh, multiple committees involved get the legislation through and it would take a while to get done, whereas the GOP leadership is saying, come on, we can get this bill done quick on dealing with the border, then we can move to those other issues and get those done individually. So, as usual, Herman, it's not a difference in what they want to do, it's a difference in strategy and tactics. Right. And um, I, I think some of the newer members... At times are just just have not been on the same page with the leadership on strategy and tactics, even though they pretty much agree on ninety nine plus percent of what they want to do
0: gotcha well, so stay tuned on the Keystone pipeline. stay tuned on the immigration bill now. What about the budget? The House has passed a budget, right? No, it it no, no, the no. Senate? They haven't yet?
1: No, we haven't even gotten to any of the budget work. The okay. uh, the okay. head of the Congressional Budget Office is in tomorrow. I think the CBO, either today or tomorrow, puts out their, their outlook on where the budget deficit is going. And then the job of the House and Senate budget committees will be to put together their budget outline, the framework for the budget for the next fiscal year, which starts October the 1st. And that will start us down the long and tortured road of getting the budget done. So... First, you you pass the budget resolution, which sets out the outlines of the budget. Then you get to the individual spending bills later on this year and how much is actually going to be spent on the discretionary side of the budget. So, yeah, we're just sort of starting that whole process. And remember, we still have to finish one of the spending bills for this year. That's the Department of Homeland Security bill, which has to be done by the end of February, or the, the DHS would have a government shutdown in effect.
0: Right. Um uh, very interesting. Now the President is going to Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Uh he also renewed the restriction on drilling in Anwar. Uh, did he need to take? Did he have to issue something to make that happen? Or? You know,
1: the Anwar thing is really interesting because I haven't uh, actually. One of my first jobs up here was doing work for Alaska Public Radio years and years ago, and Anwar was a big issue back in the '80s as well. What they announced yesterday was uh, an effort to prevent any oil exploration. In uh, about one and a half million acres and offshore acres of of Anwar, which is the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, way up in the northeast of Alaska, now. Th- the Usually in this, I, there, there is a, a dispute as to whether or not the administration has the authority to do this, because in, there's a lands, an Alaska lands bill, if I remember correctly, called ANILCA, that the Congress passed a number of years ago in which they said, no, 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 you, you can't do this unilaterally. Well, There's going to be a, a news conference later today involving the Alaska lawmakers who are just absolutely livid about this, and I would think you'd see a pushback from the Republicans as well, yeah. because their argument would be, look, if you're, if you're locking up areas like this, you're preventing the U.S. from going in and getting billions and billions of barrels of oil. So I would look, I bet, uh, because the reaction from state lawmakers up there in Alaska, probably a lawsuit on this one, but we've got to get more details on what exactly the administration is doing here. Well,
0: I do know from the previous
1: discussion
0: and controversy around this, The oil companies only need 2,000 square miles. They don't need 1.5 million or 12 million in that whole Anwar area. The administration has just decided they don't want any more oil exploration.
1: Well, and that's what a lot of Republicans say, that this is simply an effort that's not really based on wilderness. It's based more on just stopping any oil production in those areas of Anwar. Yes.
0: Conveniently, as he goes to meet with Saudi Arabia... Amazing. The timing is interesting, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I have my suspicions. Thanks Jamie. See you tomorrow, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Kane show. When you're listening to Herman Kane, Herman Kane, you won't miss any breaking news and you'll never miss out on a single solution for a better America. Herman Kane is on Coast to Coast. Coming up, Rapid Fire. Things that matter. On the Herman Kane show.